0: They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? taxicenter.com. Trade only.
1: The Go Radio football show with The Taxi
2: Centre. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700.
0: Let's go! go.
1: When are we getting our football back? I think we've had enough of this winter break thing. A little bit still to go. But Craig Moore, we're back in business. This sounds good, doesn't it? A week on Monday.
2: It sounds real good, doesn't it? I mean, look, we know that the winter break is something that's been in place in Scotland for a bit. Um, happened a little bit earlier this season. Players do need a break, but certainly as a, as a supporter... Um, you're desperate for the games to, to be on and, and on all the time So we look forward to them coming back, Robs. Great. Yeah, and hopefully
1: with no cap on crowds Why was it ever 500? <laughs> and where's the evidence that going to a football match Makes any difference to an Omicron transmission rate That's going bananas anyway?
2: Yeah, I mean, look The 500 quota, why, how we um, seen other events uh, And certainly, you know, south of the border for me, as long as you've got your injections and and, and your booster, then that's a reason why we, you know, we get that for a reason to still be able to go to football matches. Um, so hopefully the crowds, Rob, hopefully they're in place because it's so important to to the game up here. It's so important to the football clubs uh, in terms of finances and players want to play in front of full stadiums. And by the way, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Ah, we go again, don't we? For me, it's like ah, look, it's it's nice. It's nice to see you in a new year. It's been a tough year or two for for many many people. But hopefully it's a positive, brighter one for everybody uh, that's out there. Yeah, and Happy
1: New Year to everyone out there. Uh, if we haven't spoken to you already in the first few days of 2022, we are six days in. It is Thursday. Uh, we are reliably informed it's Thursday. <laughs> um, and we're well into the transfer window. And it's been pretty lively so far, uh, to be honest. Uh, quite a few things going on. And certainly Celtic uh, got their business done early on with their three new Japanese Japanese additions, Maeda, Hatate, Iriguchi, all on board. Um, And some outgoings now, it seems, with Liam Henderson on his way to Hibbs alone initially with a view to a permanent move. Liam Shaw is being spoken about. Urugide, who came from Sheffield Wednesday as well he could be another one who might be on the, the loan because it's a big Celtic squad now and uh, some of these young guys need to be getting some game time uh, so we'll speak about Celtic Craig we'll also speak about Rangers of course uh, and it was on Tuesday this week that the Nathan Patterson uh, deal was done I think we've just about all agreed now on a uh, a down payment of around about 12 million pounds run about there 11 to 12 12 million with with maybe 4 million in potential add-ons. Yep. So big numbers and it's taken 13 years uh, for Rangers to break the record of uh, of Alan Hutton uh, who yeah. was 9 million, 9 million. when uh, when he left in yeah 20, 20, 2008. And
2: that it was the Spurs, yeah. That was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's been a long time coming uh, and and look I think this is a really good situation. I think that's worked out well for for all parties. Nathan Patterson, senior international player now, um, but wasn't getting the game time that he wanted uh, at Rangers, and um, you know behind Tavernier, who again has has done well this season. So the opportunity to to go to Everton uh, with good figures, uh, good money being reported. I think it's good business. It also sets a kind of benchmark. I think for what Rangers potentially um, can do in the future in terms of the player sales.
1: Do you think that puts pressure on the Academy to um, to have more successes like that? Because obviously this is a, it's some profit margin, isn't it? I mean, they've spent a bit of money on Nathan Patterson coming through the system. He's been there since he was eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's uh, that's a fantastic profit, isn't
2: it? Well, yeah, and I, and I hope it, it's, and certainly from a lot of the work that I'm seeing Rangers do in this space, it's, it's something that's going to continue uh, moving forward, Rob been a long time since Rangers have produced something uh, through the youth uh, ranks in terms of coming through, playing first team uh, and getting that opportunity for big money to move like you say Uh, great incentive for any player currently in the academy to see what is possible and um, you know, for me, that that puts Rangers in a really, really good position. Like I says, also setting the benchmark in terms of a price that that you're not you're not selling too early, or, or therefore not getting the right amount of money. I think Rangers they, they stuck in there for an extra six months. Oh. Everton uh, in summer obviously made a play, um, but this is a deal that works for all parties. Most importantly, for Nathan Patterson, he's a football player that is desperate to play football. Now Everton have got the, the the opportunity for him to excel at that football club. Do you think
1: he gets in straight away, Craig, or do you think he has to wait because he's obviously just as he was at Rangers, looking yeah. to elbow out the the club captain?
2: I tell you what helps is is uh, the amount of money that's been spent on him uh, because all of a sudden now, when a, when a club are investing that type of money into any player, then you normally uh, are in a pretty good position as a starting point, you know, in terms of starting to to play football matches. So I think he will get the opportunity. Yes. And then it's like any other player, you know, he's gotta he's gotta do well to try and buckle down and, and, and hold that position. He is behind another captain, funny enough, mm. um in Coleman, um at right full back position, but very experienced player has had issues with injuries. I expect Patterson to go down and play.
1: One big difference of course is that at Rangers um, there, was, there was no great reason to be elbowing James Tavernier out of the team because his numbers were so good uh, and because Rangers winning were winning most of their games It's a different story at Everton uh, Yes, Seamus Coleman is the captain Yes, he's a very experienced international player mm-hmm. but they're losing more than they're winning so there is a pressure to, to change things and, and, and freshen the team and Nathan Patterson mm-hmm. might qualify for, for Rafa Benitez to try
2: and help turn things around for them Well, I think the support are desperate for change. Um, You know, they're really not happy in terms of the way that the team are playing under Benitez. So he's under a lot of pressure. Um, And one thing that you definitely need in the Premiership, especially when you look at the attacking players and in particular those wider areas, you need to have legs. And that's one thing that that Patterson has. You know, he has that ability to get up and down that full right flank. He will learn and continue to get better as a defender. But we know he loves to get forward. And like I said, he's got legs which you need in the Premiership.
1: Somebody else with legs is Martin Boyle there's uh, talk at the moment Uh, the rumour machine is suggesting uh, that he could be a potential target for Celtic Uh, Martin Boyle 28 years old I think he's at maybe 14-15 goals he's got so far uh, this season he's a flying machine Hibs seem to depend on him uh, a lot uh, maybe the 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 story doing the rounds suggests that, that they're ready to to cash in on him at yep. this stage. But what about Boyle for Celtic? What do you think?
2: Is that is that is that possible? I, I personally think that that's not something that will end up happening. Um, Boyle is, as you touched on, he had a fantastic start to the season. Uh, probably dipped a little bit, but his numbers are, are excellent for a wide attacking player. He, I'm surprised he never went at the start of the season uh, because he had a 500k buyout at that stage. Um, I'm surprised that clubs never come in at that moment. Um, since then, Hibs have done good business in terms of got him um, pinned down to a longer-term contract. But what this tells me, Rob, is I don't think he'll end up at Celtic, but Hibs are ready to do business, uh, oh. most importantly, and, and looking to get a lot more than the 500k buyout that was there in the summer.
1: Why would he not be a Celtic player? Is it because they're strong enough already in those
2: areas of the team? You look at the, the, the wide attacking players uh, at Celtic, there's already, you know, you've got four or five, you've got Jota, you've got Abada, you've got um, Forrest, you've got Mikey Johnson. They they have a, and then plus when you've got now also, Maeda can play out there, although he can play through the middle. Kyogo, yeah. although we like to see him through the middle in terms of, I think people that understand um, the, the importance of what he's done at Celtic, but he can also play in the left. They have a lot of wide... Yeah. Players within this squad so so Martin Boyle um, very very good player I just don't think Celtic is probably the fit for him So that's
1: a, not a happening thing by the sense of it then Martin Boyle for Celtic What about John Souter for Rangers that's another one that's floating yep. around at the moment what are the chances of that happening do you think?
2: Well look I, I think if you're Rangers you're, you're you're desperately trying to have uh, serious conversations to try and secure a player like Suter. He's He's been immense this season. He's got himself back into the national team set um, He's He's been fantastic. There is interest down south, and that, for me, would be the only concern for Rangers uh, because his brother, Harry, is, is also at Stoke and has mm. done really well down there in the Australian national team, I might add. Um, how did that happen? How did that happen? Yeah, you're right. But, yeah, look... The appeal of of clubs down south and potentially the finances might seem going down there.
1: Yeah, um, John Suter for Rangers. The other the other guy that's been mentioned for Rangers at the moment is that is Andreas Scott Olson. Uh, it's got a V on the end of it but it's pronounced Scott Olsen he's 22 uh, he's got 13 Danish caps he played against Scotland uh, when we thumped the Danes uh, yeah. at Hamden uh, to get to the, the playoffs as a seeded team he's at Bologna at the moment He's at. The, we'll speak about Aaron, Aaron Hickey on the yeah. show as well he's at the same club um, there's there's a bit of noise about a possible loan deal available for Scott Olsen but um there's also a suggestion that Rangers might be moving in with a with a bid to try to do some sort of permanent deal. Five million is the, is the figure that's been spoken about. Um, and if you're 22 and you're a fixture in the Danish team at the moment, that sounds like a pretty good price.
2: Yeah, it could it could be really really good business. Um, it is a lot of money to spend though, Rob, uh, for a 22 year old. But when you start talking about Danish International, I think you mentioned 13 caps there. We've seen how good Denmark uh, are as a national team. And in in terms of, again, that player sales, good age and opportunity um, where five million seems like a lot of money, but for a player that type that can come in and do well, you're selling for 10 or 15 million uh, the next move anyway. So you'll get your money back.
1: I I realise we're we're speaking in the... In the rumor machine here uh, at the moment, but but we're, if if Rangers are looking for that sort of player, he, he plays right side of a of a front three. I mean, that's what certainly where I've seen him seen him play for for Denmark. Um, do you do you think there's a, a possibility that the likes of Yannis Hadji is going to be going from Rangers?
2: Uh, that's a good question. Look, there, there's always been a little bit of speculation, and, and the reason why I say speculation because you, you get different reports on Haji uh, about you know the possibility of moving on, but at the same time, then you hear reports coming from from the father and um, you know about a possible extension to his time at, at Rangers. Uh, for me, he seems very focused in terms of just performing week in, week out, and, and where that takes him. Um, who knows at this particular moment in time? But I think it. He wants to be at Rangers. Um he's he's in a position now where he holds down a position, doesn't he? He holds down a starting eleven position. Um so yeah, and he's still he's young enough, Rob. So I think at the right time, again, he will fit into that that model that Rangers have spoken about, Stuart Robertson eighteen months ago. Players come in, do well, buy low and sell high. It's it's the business.
1: Stephen Craigan was sitting there on Tuesday, and I, and I and I said to him, "What about the Patterson money? Does that, does that take? Does that change things for Rangers in this transfer window? If there was a demand to bring some money in, is that it? Is that it sorted? Does that relax things in terms of pressure to maybe move somebody on?" Uh, he he came up with the the possibility on the back of the Patterson money by saying it could be utilised in offering Conor Goldson a better deal, and and maybe tying that up which has mm-hmm. still got loose ends hanging and there's no certainty about yeah. his future beyond the summer
2: yeah look I mean Connor knows what the football club is all about he come under a little bit of stick for his, his post-match interview um, about you know I guess maybe being honest I, I still felt it probably wasn't the right thing to, to do other people have the, their own opinion and, and like many players at that particular time, he, he was struggling with his with his own form. Um, but he's normally a player, Rob, that hasn't missed a beat. He's always involved. Um, you know, he's, he's played a lot of games. And since Giovanni Van Broncos has come in, you know, they've had a really good run, six, seven clean sheets. Um, and again, he's been a big part of that. He may well be in a position where that money can help uh, and get a slightly improved offer. Um, and I don't, I don't even know if there has been an offer. Made as as such, but I don't think Rangers will be stressing too much mate, if i if I'm honest. Because yes, he's a he's a top player and he's done extremely well for Rangers. But there's many centre halves out there, right, that, that are um, good value and that will be desperate to play for the football club. And where did we end up in our chat with jo- about John Suter? Do you do you
1: think? I mean, Sheffield United, I think, are one of the clubs that have been mentioned Let, yeah. mentioned. And uh, South is is that his destination? Do you think, or is he the sort of player? that Rangers could, could see as a good age. He's 25 um, and he's probably come back from all his injuries uh, a lot stronger, uh, bigger presence yeah. and, and maybe playing the best football of his life.
2: Yeah, if I go back, I'm probably show my age a little bit. Remember Alan M- McLaren?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, maybe it would have been a similar age in terms of coming to, to Rangers at the time. He uh, was a massive player, an unbelievable player. Unfortunately, injuries... Um, didn't work in his favour. But I I see someone like Suter in terms of, you know, coming from Hearts, had his injury profile, proved that he's back um, and and a top player. So I I think Rangers will will definitely give a a fair shake, Rob, in terms of trying to get him on board. Whether that's enough, I I believe that the player will end up going down south just because of um, the, the shop window and potentially the finances.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know you said on the show before that that the money in the English Championship wasn't what it was yeah. in the past. It didn't blow Rangers and Celtic out of the water as it probably no, did no, in yeah. the recent past. But yeah. but but there's still scope for John Souter to get a better financial deal by going to a Sheffield United, for instance, rather than Rangers.
2: Look, I think when you're a player coming out of contract and your stock is sky high, uh, which I think Suter is in a really good position. Then financially, there, there can be probably better opportunities uh, down south. And, and, and say, if it was a championship, say it's Sheffield United, and all of a sudden you have, a, you have a, a great second half of the season, then all of a sudden at 25 years of age, 25, 26, you've got premiership clubs that want to spend 10, 15, 20 million on you. So I just feel as if the opportunity for him is going to be down south. But I'd love to see Rangers give it everything that they've got to try and secure a, a player like this because I think it would be excellent for Rangers. What about
1: uh, Andreas Olsen's teammate at Bologna at the moment there seems to be quite a lot going on at the moment uh, around the name of Aaron Hickey Uh, lots of uh Uh, Lots of gossip mongers floating the possibility that Aston Villa Mm -hmm. uh, could be a target. Obviously, Steven Gerrard knows all about him from his time in Glasgow, Uh, watching him coming through and making a big impression at Hearts. Uh, He's settled in really well in Italy. He's made a big impression. He's scored some goals. He's very two-footed. He can play right side, left side. I think he's played mainly left back for them. Um, Aaron Hickey for Aston Villa, and the the figure that was getting floated around on the story I saw today was uh,
2: fifteen million. Yeah, so again, if if that was something we're talking about speculation, if that was something that was going to happen, and, and that type of money that you're talking, fifteen million, that's a player that Aston Villa will be looking to come in and play from the very beginning, whether it be a left uh, left fullback, as you touch on, or right fullback. But his time in Italy has been incredible. Um, he's done extremely well. Um, you know, on the back of what he had done at heart, so I think, you're kind of hoping that he's going to do well, but I think the way that he's, he's, he's um, performed over there, he would have learnt so much in the game defensively, Rob, because the Italians, you see the way that they defend, um, you know, you look at Chiellini and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. in the Euros, I mean, I know we're talking about fullback positions, but they really take um, pride in their defending, and, and he would have learnt so much tactically. Is he ready to go to, to Aston Villa or another club in the Premiership? I believe yes. Um So it's a great opportunity. At the moment it's speculation, but I tell you what, it would be a great move for for Hickey and be great for Scotland as well.
1: We're 60 minutes on the show tonight talking football till six.
2: The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Taxi finance experts with free Mainlines UK delivery. Find your new taxi today. Let's go. Go, 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 go,
0: go. Let's
1: go. Craig Moore and Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show for a Thursday, and uh, we were just calculating, two of the best brains in the building here in the studio, and we were just working out that Scottish football is back. It's a week on Monday. It sounded a long way away when we were talking about the seventeenth of January, but suddenly we can call that a week on Monday when Celtic play Hibs, and it'll be, it'll be great to have it back, won't it, Craig?
2: No, it'll be fantastic to have it back, and especially you know with, with that game, and I believe then there's five matches the, the, the following yeah. day. So it'll come, you know, quickly, which is fantastic. What a first game to come back to. You know, Celtic, very active in the transfer market. You touched on earlier on the show, Maloney coming and and, and had a fantastic start with Hibbs before the winter break. So great game to come back uh, with and really excited about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wonder what the script line could be for that one as, uh, as Sean Maloney returns to Celtic Park with Hibs. And, uh, you know, he's making some significant moves already in uh, looking to freshen up his Hibs team. We spoke already about Martin Boyle and the very fact that he is being spoken about and there are figures being mentioned uh, does make you think um, that uh, he could be sold in this transfer window, three million quid. Um, it sounds strange just because... You know, and, and Sean Maloney will want Hibbs to be about more than just Martin Boyle, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep. But in the first half of the season, um, if you can if you can take care of him, it seems you can take care of Hibbs.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, he definitely was the live wire of um, those, those front players. Um, you know, because Doig picked up an injury, so didn't play as much. Nisbet was kind of in and out, um, and and also with form. But but Boyle has been ever present. Um. And therefore, it will attract interest and and Hibs. Too, yeah, we're talking about Rangers and we're talking about Celtic in terms of eventually being able to sell club uh, sell players at the right price. It's no different for for Hibs or for Hearts. And Boyle definitely is value for somebody out there. Um, Maloney hasn't wasted any time in terms of trying to put his own stamp on on the no. team. You know, you, you touch on a, a couple of oh, a few signings already. Rob comes through the door and Harry Clark, um, who had a fantastic first half of the season with Ross County, chipped in with goals. Um, he looks a really good player. Uh, covers that right flank, big, strong, athletic. Um, also, Ewan Henderson from Celtic, who I believe is probably ready now uh, in terms of you know an attacking option for Maloney. He's 21 years of age. Yep. If, if he's ever going to be ready to go and play football and make his mark, I think it's now. And there's a connection uh, when Maloney was at Celtic in the academy.
1: Yeah, and I'm just looking at the quotes, uh, some of the quotes today from Sean Maloney-Craig about Ewan Henderson. He says he's an extremely talented player. Uh, Obviously, you know, Sean worked with him when he was a few years younger. He has superb awareness and vision. He's creative and he'll provide assists. He's a player uh, I really want to help to develop so he can show the league the talent he is. Uh, He's been capped at Scotland under 17s, 18s and 21s. And he did work for the Celtic uh, with Maloney in the Celtic youth setup for a year. Uh, made a Celtic debut 2018, three years ago, but it's just been uh, fleeting little appearances in the first team. He's had a couple of loans out at Ross County, out at Dunfermline as well. But you just. Listen uh, to what Sean Maloney is saying about him, and he clearly uh, believes that he's got a guy that can yeah. can come into the team and make a difference here.
2: It's great when you you have that potential relationship, um, you know, with a coach in particular that gives you that confidence to be able to then go and express yourself and play in the right the right manner. So, look, this is obviously a player um, that Maloney has, has spoken about there and and believes in. So. A really good opportunity for you and Henderson, isn't it? You know, mm. to really go now and, and try and grab that that opportunity and make the most of it. Uh, always, you know, a Celtic as a young player coming through, it's extremely tough to, to cement yourself as a starting eleven player. But I tell you what, if he goes away and does well, then he gives himself every opportunity and certainly a brighter future. The the other final player that we probably oh, I didn't touch on there was uh, Elias Mekerson. Uh, and this is the player, the nineteen-year-old mm. lad. Uh, who's coming from Bodo Glint who is Celtic's uh, yep. conference opponents? Yeah, yeah. Um, Seventeen goals last season in the to- in the second tier, I think. Yeah, in Norway. So again, another player that that kind of fuels those those attacking areas. Not necessarily a target man. You know, Maloney's touched on in terms of he his appreciation, his understanding of knowing when to drop deep. Um, he seems an intelligent player. 19 years of age again, so that's uh, that's fresh, that's mm. legs uh, and that's someone that Maloney believes he'll be able to develop to a really good level, contract till 2026. Um, so that's a belief that Maloney has in this player.
1: I wondered whether, and we still might of course, we're only six days into the window, whether we might see uh, a young Belgian player or two uh, turning up uh, at Easter Road um with uh, with Sean Maloney of course having spent so long working under Roberto Martinez at Belgium and of of course he's been working with the with the senior side but I'm sure he will have, have a fair knowledge as well of the age groups uh, and some young Belgian talent that he might be able to get on a loan deal at Hibs it wouldn't be a great surprise would it Craig if he if he used those contacts
2: not not at all he'd be mad not to be using those contacts I'm pretty sure that that was also a big part in maybe why Maloney got this gig, um, because of his network. And, um, you know, as long as you can coach, which I believe you can do, you know, all the reports I've had is that he's he's so meticulous. Mm. He's a great communicator, uh, good on the grass. So they seem to have that right person. But with his network, as you touch on, don't, you know, don't be surprised. You will be getting some players that definitely there are some links to, to whether it be the Belgian League or the junior national teams um, which means that's a very bright future in terms of what Hibs can look forward to
1: Yeah, so it seems as if uh, Ewan Henderson well he's on the way out on loan at the moment He'll, you would imagine be on the way out permanently uh, from Celtic uh, it sounds as if Liam Shaw who Celtic signed from Sheffield Wednesday still only 20 he's had one or two uh, flirtations with the, with the first team tall midfielder um, sounds like motherwell is a is a possible destination for him St Johnston are interested as well there's Osazi urugide the the defender Uh, who, again, hasn't really featured too much since signing for Celtic from the the same club. Um, And you do get the feeling, and and I guess it's hardly a surprise that uh, that Ange Postacoglu and the the Celtic football department are wanting to get, A, they're just wanting these guys to get game time because if they stay at Celtic, by the end of the window, it's going to be a really big squad.
2: Well, it will be, yeah. I mean, because Celtic have done their business very early, um, really built a deeper squad than certainly that we've seen at the start of the season, been a lot of turnover. But for these young players, Rob, it's, it's so important that they can get that opportunity to go out and play senior men's football. And if you're not getting that uh, in terms of, you know, at Celtic, Rangers, the same, like, all these clubs, get them out, get them playing because the, the development, the acceleration in their development by playing senior matches, of playing against men, um, it's enormous. It really is. And then you know whether or not you've got a player. You know, Because until they're really tested, you, you, you don't know that. So you touch on Celtic, it is a massive squad. These players, it's a good opportunity for them to go show the boss, maybe at another club, what they can do.
1: Yeah, these are uh, fringe players, peripheral players. Um, but the three signed from Japan, Maeda, Hatate, Idiguchi, uh, have all been signed to make a difference at uh, at first team level. Um, they're going to have a fair bit of competition, aren't they, for places? Um, Idiguchi plays plays in midfield, mm-hmm. uh, where Celtic already have McGregor and Rogic and Turnbull. Hatate can play just about anywhere down the left side, from left back to to left winger, I think. Yeah. And and Maeda is a striker. He was joint top scorer in the in the J League. Um, so how does that all work? Um, you touched on it at the top of the show, but does, does Kyogo get edged out to to play left side again, where he has done at times, and is Maeda the man through the middle? or Do you contemplate a front two, but that's not the system that uh, Ange Postacoglu has no. been playing.
2: I don't think he would he, he would change the the formation. Um, but what I do know is, yes, Maeda was joint I think top goal scorer in the in the J League, but a lot of that he played actually on the left side. Um, so he he can also play as a wide uh, player, blistering pace, um, and and more importantly, the ability to continue to repeat those those efforts. So he's meant to be uh, an absolute beast physically. But they put themselves in a good position. The, the interesting thing, Rob, when you when you start to three, four, five players for, from one country, right? These players have all played thirty games now in a, in a calendar season in Japan. Um, they're going to go into a really tough back half of the season. So you get into 50, 60 games. Mm-hmm. Um, I've no doubt these these players will be able to handle that. The thing you get when you get those players is, what about when three play and, and, the other, and one is not playing? And you just got to make sure that they're the right characters because that one that's not playing can make a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, but Ange has always been big on the character, so I, I'm sure that that will not be a problem. And these three coming in, uh, they've got
1: Kyogo already there, who's led the charge, hasn't he? And, and you know, one would imagine the, there's been bags of publicity for him back yeah. in Japan mm-hmm. and the impact he's made over here and the reaction he's got from the from the Celtic fans, and that's going to help, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not like these three are coming into an unknown quantity. They they know what's happened already for Kyogo Furuhashi.
2: Yeah, and look, the Japanese in terms of their culture is very very respectful. And um, so the relationship that Ange Postacoglu obviously had with Maeda at, at Yokohama, he obviously knew about Kyogo. Uh, and now he's had that, that time with him this season. All that. So there's a lot of respect there. Um, these players will be desperate to come in and um, do extremely well for Celtic and for, for Ange Postacoglu. More importantly, as you touch on Kyogo, they've got someone that's now been here, had some time to settle in, Rob. So at least that can make it a little bit easier for these players because it can be tough when you go to a different country different culture to see a familiar face someone that has the answers for you makes a, a big big difference
1: When you look at those three uh, topping up the the Celtic squad and undoubtedly competing for uh, a place in the, the starting 11 what else how much more business do you expect Celtic to do in this transfer window? They've got those three done very quickly. They were they, we've been speaking about them for ages and 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 they've, and it's all happened right at the start of the window. Will there be much more to be done? Do Celtic need to do much more than than what they've done here already?
2: I think they I think their squad now is probably at a at a stage where it's fa- it's fairly much complete for this season. Yeah, for the for the back half of the the season. Uh, Clubs will always continue to look around for emerging talent, Rob. So, uh, you know, a good younger player between 18 and 21 that maybe within six to 12 months can break through the first team. But in terms of first team squad regulars, I think they've probably done their business.
1: Mm. And, and anyone coming in now has got to be a player who edges out somebody in that starting eleven. There's, there's no point in just adding numbers and mm-hmm. flab to the squad. But I just wonder whether maybe the Celtic fans would look at Carl Starfelt and wonder... I mean, obviously Chris Julian is to come back. Uh, th- there'll be a question mark about him immediately because he's missed a year of football. Yeah, so yeah. it's just a long time. And, and, and there are big hopes about him. And, and sometimes those hopes... Can be out of proportion uh, just because uh, you've you've missed the guy for so long. But I, I guess my that was a long way around the block to, to my my central question, which, which was yes, do they need do, uh, do, they, do they need something better than Carl Starfeld Because I, I think the thinking seems to be that that Cameron Carter-Vickers has done really well.
2: Yeah, he has. He has done uh, extremely well in terms of again, he's coming. He's been steady for a central defender. You do not need to be flash. Do your job well defensively. Keep things simple. Two or three goals a season. Happy days. Everyone's delighted. He's come in and, and done a really good job. Starfield, I think. You know, I think everyone is, has expected uh, more. If I'm being honest, yeah. uh, I think defensively he's okay. Um, he, you know, he's been shifted and, and, and probably playing on the left side, which he may be not unbelievably comfortable at. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a struggle for him. I, I think they probably do need backup in in that area. Uh, if I'm if I'm being honest, and and also, you know, you look at um, we touch on the wider areas. Mikey Johnson, James Forrest, had some injuries. The type of football that Ange Postecoglou wants to play play is a, is a hundred miles an hour. Being able to repeat efforts and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, maybe another wide player as well, but a centre centre back that oh, I think they do need as well, Rob.
1: Well, I don't think we've mentioned yet, uh, James Sands, have we? The the new Rangers signing, the American. Well, he, he, the, the stories I saw he describes a midfielder, but I think he's clearly a central defender as well. Has that capability? He's twenty one. He's a he's an American international player uh, as well. Uh, what what do you make of of that signing? Because that that is the first Giovanni Van Bronckhorst signing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and again, this is uh, for me uh, an emerging talent type. Um, and saying that, he's, he's debuted and, and played seven games, I think, for for the national team. Um, he's had a, a very good season um, in the US, New York City, won the MLS Cup uh, a few weeks ago, coached by, by um, a manager that a lot of people in Glasgow will know, mm. former Celtic manager, Ronnie uh, Dayler. Uh, so, look, Giovanni Van Broncos will know quite a bit about this player with his time out of football working with the City group. Um, so this is a player... All the Americans that I played with, unbelievable characters, fantastic athletes, come into a dressing room and and fit straight away. So this is, for me, a a bit of a slow burner for Rangers, um, but good business. So... So far, uh, James Sands has come in. We don't
1: really know how quickly he's going to hit the ground and whether he's straight into the team or whether he is uh, plays for a place and he's part of the squad initially. Nathan Patterson's gone, which doesn't make a massive difference to things because you know he he's been a bit part player uh, for Rangers, massive talent, but but you know that doesn't really affect the first team as it's as it's been as it's been going. So if we have a picture at the moment of Giovanni van Bronckhorst mm-hmm. with a with a. Uh, a PDF in front of them with potential targets and, yeah. and but it but it's all depending on who go who goes out. Yes. I mean, is that, do you think that's accurate? Yep.
2: Yeah. And and look, I guess if you're looking at a heat map within that spreadsheet in terms of positions, mm-hmm. um, you know, someone that can potentially play as a central defender and uh, but maybe back up as a as a six as a holding midfielder, uh, with a bit of presence, that might be something that um is, is is on light or is is blinking flashing even Was
1: John Lundstrom he, meant to be that player?
2: He was but uh, you know clearly he doesn't seem to be part of the plans moving forward uh, he was certainly someone that uh, Stephen Gerrard fancied but it doesn't look as if Giovanni fancies him as much left fullback situation still might be uh, something that has to be looked at you know Barisic has, has been linked uh, about uh, moving down south to a few clubs say so, look again that might be an area where you've got to be ready to move
1: does Morales move in this window um it's a rare transfer window where we're not speaking about him and the potential to move but I mean he's had this great little spell up yeah, to the up to the the break um four and five six goals in eight 13 for the season so far much more around the figures you expect from him. Mm. but but there is there is a bit of talk at the moment about moreales moving what do you think
2: a- again I think that he will eventually move I don't believe it will be now um Brilliant thing for for Morelos, Giovanni, and the club is that he seems to be enjoying himself again. More importantly, he seems to be scoring goals, which is is what he lives off. Um, but it's a smile that I see in his face now, and and physically he looks a lot better. So, be interesting to see how he comes back after this little break, um, and and I, I that will tell us a lot, Rob, in terms of the impact that Giovanni uh, has had on Morelos, but. Again, I think he'll go at the right time. I just don't think now is the right time for the club, nor for uh, Morelos.
1: We're looking forward to the football coming back, but we're not sure of things to talk about. That is for sure. This uh, transfer window lively already.
0: The Go Radio Football Show with
2: thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's
0: go. Go, 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 go! Let's go!
1: Yeah looking forward to the football uh being back it's uh all kept uh, moving on in England, lots of games going of course uh, due to the Covid outbreaks uh, but uh, English football has uh, ploughed onwards Uh, Scottish football taking a break week on Monday, Celtic, Hibs and as Craig said, uh, five other premiership games the following evening so we will be back in business and let's hope we're back in business with uh, full size crowds at that stage and we get rid of this uh, 500 cap on a tendencies. Uh, talking transfer window, um, of course, and just wondering, actually, I mean, Craig, you're very much embroiled uh, in the, the transfer market, very aware of uh, of movement and uh, and what's happening at the moment. Uh, is Brexit a big word at the moment in terms of deals getting done?
2: Yeah, no, very much so. Uh, with Brexit, it's changed a lot. It's actually very good now for for the kids here in the UK, based you know that the UK passport uh, is going to provide a lot of opportunities, Rob, because the the EU passports aren't normally qualified. Um, that, you know, a lot of those countries no longer qualify because it's a points system. Um, so if you're playing in the, the the best five leagues in Europe and you're an in- international player, no problem, you still breeze in. But when you start going to these other countries where you know they would still pass pre Brexit, they don't qualify anymore. So that I've seen, I guess a lot of clubs having to, to change their recruitment strategy and if you're UK based and you have that UK passport it's going to provid- pro- provide sorry big opportunities now
1: So if you're an English club and you're fancying a young fullback and you're looking around Europe and uh, the pencil on the map lands on the name of Aaron Hickey at Bologna who's got a UK passport then uh, th- that's, that would explain why the likes of Aston Villa um, and obviously Stephen Gerrard yep. knows all about him might well be interested in the young Scottish player
2: Big interest, massive interest as you touch on passport, um, doing very very well uh, and again in, a, in a, a country where we know how, how, how good the football is but even when I'm going out and watching under 18s matches there's, there's scouts from all over England that are now up here taking a lot more interest in the Scottish game, and I've got to say, you know, from a lot of those games, I'm seeing some really good talent out there. So, they will get those opportunities. Whether it's here, certainly there'll be people from down south that will be knocking on the door and, and providing another pathway. That's for sure. Talking uh, Aaron Hickey,
1: um, he's got to be uh, homing in. You would imagine the impact he's making in Serie A. Uh, Stevie Clark will will be keeping a close eye on his progress since leaving Hearts and you start thinking about young Scottish fullbacks. we've already got uh, Robertson and Tierney we've, we've managed to get over that battle of how how to get them in the same team Aaron Hickey it would be knocking on the door of that position although I guess he could play on the other side as well the problem on the other side is you've got Nathan Patterson uh, there who's, who seems like a stick on at the moment for, for that position in the Scotland team and there's another guy called Calvin Ramsey at Aberdeen uh, who is attracting a lot of interest as well he's only 18 but before he got injured he was playing uh, and being pretty much the best
2: player in all of Aberdeen's games and they will do very well to hold on to him in this window um, you know such the profile that he, he has now in terms of what he's, what he's done in the first part of the season Calvin Ramsey yeah so you touch on those fullback positions for Scotland I mean it's very very strong it really is and I mean I can't remember Rob you, you probably better remember me in terms of being over here a potential CDR player and playing mm. week in, week out, not getting into the Scottish national team. Mm. When, when, when has that ever happened? Well, never. And that just goes to show you in terms of the, the depth and quality and the players now that Scotland are producing. So it, it's exciting times. Yes, it is in that position. You'd love it in every position. Mm. But uh, again, for Steve Clarke, he'll be licking his lips because that's a great headache to have and he's
1: just a good footballer he's, he's 19 he's very two-footed um, he's been I guess on the first team seen at Hearts since he was maybe 16, 17 yep, yep. Uh, he's got a fair bit of experience for for one so young and, and I guess he's so talented and he's playing at such a good level that if you're Stevie Clark, you just want him in the squad and, and then you tackle the problem of where you're actually going to pl- fit him
2: in look yeah get the best players in and then find their positions you know and, and make your squad as strong as possible the level that he's played at, if he was to to get a, a move back to the UK, Rob, then he definitely goes into that Scotland squad. I've no doubts about that. And then, like I said, Stevie Clark has got that nice headache in terms of, you know, where he, where he can where he can put him. Mm. He, he does seem to have that flexibility. Being two footed again, it gives a lot of opportunity and options for not only the player but the coach. Um, but it just like I said, it just shows, I guess, the progress that the the Scottish national team are making and the type of players now that are coming through. I see uh,
1: Calvin Ramsay uh, has got a figure of four million being l- attached to his name every time he, he crops up in a in a football back pages story. I gather that's not a figure that's come from Aberdeen. That's not they haven't. Put any figure on his head, and I think they're still hoping that he'll be there for the for the second half of the season. But as you say, there's a lot of interest around him, and I get you would have to think that that the that the figure uh, that Everton have paid mm-hmm. for Nathan Patterson would have a big impact on what Aberdeen would be looking for if uh, a club just wasn't going to go away in their pursuit of of Ramsey.
2: Yeah, look, I, the four million that's been uh, quoted is not is not daft at all. For me, that that is probably around about the right fit. The most important thing um, for Ramsey is, is you know, probably that the move great may be loaned back to Aberdeen where he continued to play and continued to develop. That, for me, I think would be a, a fantastic position and a win-win for, for all parties because, again, we've touched on it all through the show and week in, week out. Younger players need to play. This is a lad that showed, again, great ability at a very young age at a big club. He's got to keep on playing.
1: Does that figure for Nathan Patterson, um, I mean, is that, you, is that your understanding it as well? It's running about 11, 12 million plus, plus add-ons. Is that, is that your take on,
2: but yeah, on heard, the deal? Yeah, heard up, up, up at the the eight-figure mark, 10 plus, um, you know, with bonuses uh, and incentives, you know, driving that up to, to 16 million. So when you look at a player uh, that has is, is not played 40, 50 games for, for Rangers. Uh, I don't know how many starts you would tell me. That I think it's about f- of, 15 starts. It's incredible business. It really is because you, you look at, for example, Tierney, when Tierney went to Arsenal, what, it was 25 million? Mm-hmm. He played 170 games for Celtic. So you look at mm. the, the, the two deals and you, you can then start to realise how good a deal this has been for, for mm. Patterson, uh, more importantly, how how good a deal it is for Rangers. But again, it sets a it sets a benchmark. You touched on Brexit. Mm-hmm. Now you know that you're creating um, you're creating good business for Scotland in general because you can't yeah. come and get players cheap. That, well,
1: that, that was what I was coming to. That that, that was going to be my point. Do you, do you think that makes a big difference for Scottish football in general when you get a figure like that for a 20 year old from Rangers? Um, maybe sixteen million pounds is the is the total package. If if you're if you're building the add-ons into it, mm-hmm. do you think that makes the difference? Because Scottish football often complains that players here are undervalued. So so does the Nathan Patterson deal make a big difference?
2: I think so. I think so. And look, it's about it's about being brave as a football club and making sure that you're in a position where you can sell on your terms. And and Rangers have done that. They've stayed strong. They could have. Let him go in the summer. They says no, Everton, that's nowhere near enough, nowhere near the value. And now they've got the, the right deal. So, look, it's about being strong, Rob, uh, and believing that the price that you've set is the right price for the player. Clubs down south will pay it. And like I said, they have to look here now. Uh, and, and therefore, like I says, I think if, if clubs are strong, they will get their asking price. Just looking at another
1: couple of clubs uh, and what the transfer window is meaning to them at the moment, we're into the last few minutes of the show, of course. Uh, St Johnston, I mean, there's a club who need positive action in the window. Uh, three deals already. Uh, the former uh, Falkirk, and he's been at Liverpool, uh, defender Tony Gallagher, 22, Irish defender Dan Cleary's come in uh, and former Dundee United Celtic striker Nadir Chiefci, um has con- gone to St Johnston. Uh, as well i mean these are these signings need to make a big difference for them
2: very much so and and look i still believe that St johnston have probably got another couple that they maybe want to get through the door um maybe another central midfielder uh, and another striker look they've, they've just not scored enough goals this season um and that that's been an issue obviously coming into the the, the winter break eight games eight consecutive losses rob the, the last one against celtic for me was a big concern because that that fight didn't seem to be there, so the the break's probably coming at the right time for them. First game back's not an easy one at home. Uh, sorry, away to Hearts, mm. so it's a tough one. But yeah. look, I believe that Callum Davison can turn things around. Um, they like I says they are very active in the market and will have a far stronger stronger side for the second part of the season. They also started slowly last season, didn't
1: they? They did. They were bottom in October, I think, last season. Uh, Can they turn things around? Can they get out of the mess they are in at the moment? Not helped uh, by the the story that Xander Clark uh, could be moving on and could could be doing a pre-contract in the course of this month as well. Dundee United and Aberdeen are both quoted with an interest Mm. in the player. I think he's 29, Xander Clark. He's not a youngster, so Mm. this will be a big deal for him.
2: It would be, yeah, that, that age, Rob. I'm saying that goalkeepers we look at Craig Gordon, 39. Mm, true. Uh, they they tend to have a longer span career-wise. Uh, but Xander Clark is uh, a goalkeeper that he he's impressed not only this season; he's impressed for for a good few seasons. You know, had his involvement with the national team, and, and therefore there are going to be clubs that that show interest. He would be a hard one to replace, Rob. There's no doubt about that. But that's what you know. the Clubs, I guess, outside the the, the top five, uh, you're in that position where you do need to to recruit well to make sure you've got that next goalkeeper in place before you lose potentially as Andy Clark because he's been phenomenal for the club.
1: Tony Watt um, has uh, done his pre-contract. He's going to be a Dundee United player in the summer. Do you think he'll be a Dundee United player before then?
2: I would think so. Yes, uh, <laughs> and I've got no, I've got no inside information, but I'm just thinking that. If you know he's going. He's pre-contract, you, as, as Motherwell, you know he's going, right? So he will be committed to the cause, there's no doubt about that, and hopefully he has the second half uh, that he had in the first half. He's top, top goal scorer, top of the charts. But you're going to lose him for nothing. So if Dundee United, which I'm sure they're having discussions about later on in the market, they come with a an offer that's maybe not unbelievable, but here's some money in your hand, you're going to get nothing for him, here's some money in your hand. I expect the deal to be done in this window.
1: And it could make a big difference uh, for Dundee United because that's been a, the problem, a problem area of the team for them. And they want to stop the slide, of course, having uh, having hit free fall in the last five or six uh, games. Just before we go, um, what are you thinking? D- does what is happening right now in the transfer window, the three Japanese signings for Celtic, um, what Rangers aren't really doing Uh so far. Is it affecting your thinking on the second half of the season at all? Because you've been pretty firm, haven't you, Uh, in thinking that Rangers six points ahead are in the box seat and they're well on the way to winning the title.
2: Points on the board. Uh, You know, six points clear. Always a great position to be in. Uh, I think uh, since Giovanni has come in, I I think he's probably um, put out a more balanced side, Rob. Um, still looking to to be able to go and score goals. But defensively, we've seen clearly a lot better. Um, six, seven clean sheets. Actually, he's undefeated since he's been mm. in the dugout. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. And I expect Rangers to, to get stronger the more he's able to, to work with these players. And there was never going to be a lot of activity in this window for Rangers. Celtic, I mean, there's been loads of change at the start of the season. Uh, I think that where they are is... Um, is credit to them because the amount of changes for it to gel, for it still to be at, yeah. at a level, uh, has been has been really good. Now you've got some more players coming in that need to hit the ground running, gel straight away, which I'm, I'm sure they'll be desperate to happen. But I just feel as if there's too much going on this season. Rangers have just been steady. And um, I think that they'll still be far too strong in the league.
1: Thanks for the last hour, Craig, and we'll see you soon, and we'll see you soon, and talk to you soon as well. Back uh, tomorrow, uh, Paul, with Simon Donnelly, live at five.
2: The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat, and more. Let's go.
0: they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? The taxicenter.com. Trade only.